Today's scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Surely we do not need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you, do we? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter of Christ, prepared by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets that are human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are qualified of ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. Our qualification is from God, who has made us qualified to be ministers of a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. This is the word of God. Hello. Oh, good, 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 good. All right, I'm going to move this one. Is that distracting? All right, sorry, that, that happened really fast. I thought there was like, going to be more announcements or I don't know. <laughs> um, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Deanna Chow Trotter, and I am a part of the elder team here at Church Without Walls. And um, for those who read their emails carefully, um, maybe you were expecting Deanna Lee, but she wasn't available today. Uh, but, you know, I'll have to do. Um, But it is uh, my joy and privilege um, to kick off our four-week series uh, called Writing Siwao Story. And for those who may be new to our community, uh, Church Without Walls is currently in a season of transition as we are between pastors and um, you're joining us as we launch this pastoral search given Boris' announcement. It's very fresh. Um, And for those of you who are aware of this transition, living through it, um, I imagine that across the room there are a wide array of feelings, thoughts, attitudes toward uh, this transition and the pastoral search ahead. And as the elders planned for this series, uh, we saw and wanted to capitalize on this opportunity to draw us together in a season that may feel a little disorienting and Um, this opportunity to collectively prepare and orient ourselves to what's coming up. Um, And Bora mentioned Reverend uh, Jean Chang Gorman, who uh, is the Director of Ministerial Health, um, and she guides churches through transitions and pastoral searches. And she's been a great source of wisdom. I've only maybe talked to her or heard some of the things she said um, a few times, but each time I think her advice resonates with us um, as she's walked through this process with many other churches, and this is a totally new process for us. Um, And one of the things that she said and um, that's really stuck with us is that to successfully find a pastor that is a good long-term fit for a congregation the search should not center around a wish list of things that we want or we think we want, uh, but churches who know themselves, that are grounded in their core identity, that 
it's an identity they can agree on and articulate, um, those are the churches that are much better equipped to attract candidates that are good fits for them. So if you've ever done online dating, I feel like that same principle holds true. You know, the people are like, oh, I want this height and this color hair and, you know, this and whatever. But the difference in just someone approaching, um, I actually think about, I don't know if people watch Indian matchmaking, but um, <laughs> I can't watch it. It's like, because I feel like everyone's saying, like, this is what I want, this is what I want, and no one's really, like, focused on, like, oh, this is who I am. And um, anyway, so I think that point's well made. <laughs> um, and informally um, among us, um, but this is a time for every member of Church Without Walls to dig in, digest, and determine if this document resonates and is a, a sound reflection of who we are. Is this who CWOW is? And the elders want your feedback. Uh, we look to formalize an identity document uh, that will play an integral part in our pastoral search process. Um, something that will definitely be like the very introduction that every pastoral candidate will get of our church. So um, that said, um, as we begin this series, I think we don't simply want to focus our attention on this document, um, but as an elder team, we have a broader vision to take this time to deepen together as church family, uh, to con collectively come together as we embark on this journey. So as we've been preparing this series and as I've been preparing this talk, um, I felt led to share or perhaps even preach what I'm calling three transition truths. Um, I see these truths as encouragement, exhortation to us, Church Without Walls, and I believe that these truths will ground us and hold us steady as we move forward in what's unknown. So the first is that CWOW is a living organism. I wanted to say CWOW is a living thing, but someone said that organism is like a little more formal and descriptive. Alive. Well, a thing can be a lie. A living thing. A living thing presumes. Okay. Okay. Well, that, yes, there will be a participatory part later. Um, so as a living thing, CWOW uh, has a past, present, and future. And while... Um, each of us has our own individual relationship with this church. Perhaps these days it's expressed as fondness for the good old days or comfort and hope in how you're experiencing CWOW today. Or maybe there's some disappointment as part of the past. Um, what I want to reinforce, um, this truth, that CWOW has a life beyond what it is, uh, what it has been, and what it is today. And dare I say, the best days are yet to come. If Professor Bob Lee was preaching this part, <laughs> I'm sure he shares some proven sociology terms to define this idea that institutions are their own individual entities. And while 25 years may seem young or old for this church, um, it continues to grow and realize it, the purpose that God has given it. And like a person, this church is not static. Uh, while CWOW has its core DNA, 
um, the life of this church is dynamic, and CUL continues to evolve and grow. So as I was trying to think about how to illustrate this, I first thought about, like, trees, you know, like seeds, saplings, like little trees, and they get into bigger trees. Um, but I've, I've decided on something a little more, <laughs> maybe complicated, but abstract, so stick with me. Um, but, you know, I often look back at pictures of children, like many, ch- ch- your children, <laughs> Um, and in particular, I'm thinking about my godson. And, um, you know, he's 10 years old now. But when I look at a picture when, like of him when he was, like, three or five, like, there's a way you can just, like, remember that time, right? And a way you, you can almost, like, trick yourself into believing, like, that little person still exists, that cute little person still exists. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> And um, I don't know, like maybe in your own mind's eye, you can picture that same um, a picture or that feeling where you get kind of drawn back into this nostalgia. And um, since I didn't get permission to use pictures of, of your kids or even uh, Tobin, I thought I would use this one. Um, my mom would likely imagine this child. <laughs> and... Um, while there are plenty of fond memories and so much to love about this time and this little girl, I, you know, I don't remember this picture, um, but time has passed and uh, my mom nurtured and guided me to become something much more than this young child. Um, you know, maybe two or three years after this photo, uh, I was in kindergarten and I actually drew this picture of my whole kindergarten class, like every individual. <laughs> and and, um, and there were a lot of details in it, and uh, the, the teachers were really, um, you know, they put it up and everything. I wish I we still had it. Um, but that was a sense of part of who I am, which is I'm, I'm very detail-oriented, and that has now, decades later, um, proven in my work as a project manager and even as your speaker today. <laughs> um, so I think to be thinking about, like, CWOW is 25 years old or whatever, um, but there are, there are seeds and saplings, like, in our midst, like, whether it's um, loving the poor and justice, like, there are ways still that God wants to manifest this in our church and beyond what we've seen. Um, so it strikes me, I'm not a parent, but it strikes me that as, as this church grows, um, we want to be oriented to what's ahead and what God has for CWOW beyond today. And to, um, and to be careful, be wary of um, holding on to what's really familiar or comfortable, um, for us to be brave and uh, to look and have some anticipation about what's ahead. Um, so I want to just say that I believe like one of our roles is to be good stewards of this church, to honor its DNA, to be open to how God wants to reveal um, his purpose, and to follow this vein that he's begun, um, that God is alive in this church, and there's something good that he wants to reveal, invite us into, and bestow on us as it evolves. Okay, number two. We are Church Without Walls. 
And um, as Bob so thoughtfully and quite memorably <laughs> laid out for us earlier in one of his earlier sermons, um, when it comes to institutions, they form us, but also we form them. So while CWOW is a living thing um, with an identity of its own, CWOW is not a building or an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. Um, CWOW's identity is formed through us. The people make up this church. We give Church Without Walls its life. And in doing so, no one person embodies Church Without Walls, right? Not me, the one that's up here speaking today, not Anne, our executive director, and not the pastor that we will bring on in the future. Uh, this church is made up of a composite of us, today's members um, of this community. And similarly, it's formed by its history. Um, it's, we've been influenced by the leadership of our former pastor, lead pastors, and, and certainly our future pastor will influence us as well. So I'm thinking about like a digital image, you know, an image that's made up of multiple pixels. Um, stick with me. Uh, so if every action, hope, word of encouragement, prayer, and maybe even pork bun, like if all of those interactions could, could like interactions that where we've acted as an agent of the church or that the church has impacted us, if each of those could be translated into uh, one pixel every time, uh, we'd put all of these pixels together, and it would make up this complex array that we'd recognize as Church Without Walls. Okay. The visual part. Pixels. Come on. I'm not saying that this is CWOW, but, you know, it's, it's pretty cute. Uh, <laughs> but for all of us, whether uh, we've been here at this church from the very beginning or only maybe just recently arrived or maybe we married into this church, uh, I want to encourage us to continue making pixels. Um, and I believe God has intentionally brought us together to be Church Without Walls. And one thing I want to draw out um, about this, and I'm going to go back, actually, um, is that this truth, like we are CWOW, is embodied in our aggregated experiences, which means that CWOW is also embodied in our differences. Um, no single pixel is the same. Uh, where one single person cannot be equated to the life of this church, this also means that this church is the composite of all of us. Our diversity is embodied in this church. And um, as a multifaceted organism, we comprise the life and being of Church Without Walls. So um, I feel like this is especially important to remember as we seek a new pastor together. Um, I propose that this process of finding and calling a new pastor is not about us all becoming the same. Not all becoming the same. Um, but, and not coming to all want the same thing, uh, but for us to come to agreement through our understanding um, and honoring of our differences 
and focusing on the array we make together. You see it has a different color. It's by no means perfect, uh, but in spite of and through its imperfection, I found the living God through Church Without Walls. And that is through you. Um, and being a part of this community has transformed me. Um, I've experienced God's healing. There's ways that God is tr transforming how I understand the world and his hope and how big his love is. Um, so in referencing the passage that Tammy read, which uh, I th think this will be a theme throughout the series, um, you yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by all, and you show that you are a letter of Christ, prepared by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets that are human hearts. We recognize that God is present to Church Without Walls, not because someone has written it in ink or etched it in stone tablets, um, but our evidence of God's goodness in, through, and to Church Without Walls lies in how we've experienced the spirit of the living God through our own human hearts. I feel like, be encouraged. Like, what's ahead? Like, we aren't going to create... CWOW's future. Like, that's not this self-actualized thing that we're going to be doing. Um, God is alive in this church. And, um, and it's not been put on pause while we're not, you know, without a pastor, uh, uh, lead pastor. Um, nor is he done with Church Without Walls. And our best days are not behind us. Um, but the spirit of the living God is working out the future of CWOW. And while we don't have a letter of recommendation or something physical or tangible to dispel the mystery of what's ahead, let's lean in and balance the unknown with faith and excitement for how God is going to meet and reveal himself to us through this process. So those are the three truths. I'll recap them later. Um, but I feel like I've done enough. I, I have. I've done enough talking. Um, but I want to turn the mic over to you, and you saw this, so you knew something was coming. Um, so as a warm-up, uh, before we get into the CWOW Identity and Values document, I want to solicit some responses to this prompt. So introverts, you know, get, get warmed up. As an introvert myself, I totally understand. Um, name something you think is distinctive about Church Without Walls. Um, and in responding to this, just let that sink in, uh, in responding to the prompt, you may want to think back to the first impression, impressions you had of this church. Maybe it was your first visit or a post-celebration munch club conversation you had with someone. Maybe it's not your first impression, but your strongest impression. Uh, maybe it was something particularly memorable or a moment where you felt pride about being a part of this community. Um, you could also think about what's drawn you to this church or why you decided to join it and stay with it. Um, we're not looking for stories, although if you want to elaborate a little bit, you know, we'll give you a little space. But, um, but a word or phrase, something that I can write on the flip chart and write multiple things, okay? So Anne, so we have to remember that we have folks joining live stream. So Anne has a mic, 
unless you're, you're only going to be heard on the live stream if you're on a mic. So just, yeah. All right. Any extroverts want to start? <laughs> I am not uh, an extrovert. I'm actually a uh, introvert, uh, <laughs> but I will start. Um, so one of the things uh, that I think makes uh, CWOW distinctive in that, and um, like UD, I love this church. Um, over the past uh, several years, as the ch American Church Universal has been struggling with itself about what it is, what it believes in some cases, uh, and in some communities actually um, engaging in the exact opposite of what a lot of us were led to believe um, Christianity is and is supposed to be about, CWOW has not wavered. Um, Yes, there are different ideas about how we engage. There are different ideas about a lot of, you know, about a few things in, in, in our church and among us as a church family. But we do not waver. We do not turn away uh, from the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those gospel truths of love, mercy, grace, um, we, we've, 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 held, we've stood steadfast, uh, in, in those principles. Um, and I think there are a lot of churches that are having a really hard time. Um, and we have our hard time, but it's not in the ways that some of these churches are having a hard time. When you read about people having to leave their churches because, all of a sudden, you know, there's a belief system that's overtaking the church that, you know, doesn't jive with what they thought evangelicalism, Christianity is about. And I just think that um, it actually makes Seawall a bit unique that we haven't had to have those kinds of hard. We've had hard conversations, but not those kinds of hard conversations. Great. Thank you. I think Sylvia in the back. Anne's going to get her steps in. Hi. Um, I think of the word, maybe this is not quite yet, it, wealth justice. Wealth, wealth justice. Um, I feel like when we first came here, I was surprised and shocked by um, how CWOW's value in being economic good stewards, um, where they didn't, we didn't, Whenever we have our, I don't know, what do we call it again? Like, Town -town? giving week, whatever. Oh, giving week. <laughs> Is it giving week? Oh, okay, yeah. We don't take the money. We trust that the community is going to actually give it to the organization and we match it. And I think I was surprised by that because mm -hmm. oftentimes we gatekeep and say, give it to us and then we'll give. But y'all are like, no, give it to the organization, tell us how much you gave, and we will match that. And I think that's really powerful. Great. Thank you. Oh, a couple over here. Carol and then Hans. Uh, I, I agree with what's been said. Thanks, Tim and Sylvia. Uh, on a lighter note, one thing that I've always appreciated about our church, and I feel like sometimes these things are uh, considered uh, 
non, uh, like uh, mutually exclusive. But one thing that I love about our church is that it's both nerdy and artistic combined Woo! together. And uh, I don't think I've been a part of a lot of communities. I can't really think of one off the top where I would say both are true and are integral to like, sort of the community ethos. So. Nice. I think this says something really profound about us, but I'm not sure exactly what, but we have an in-house iconographer. Okay. I mean, that says something. Uh, I think we've kept Jesus at the center, and I think that's been unwavering. Um, at the same time, I feel like there's a room for healthy dissent and mm-hmm. just being open to things that may feel fringy. Um, or whatnot, but I think we're open to it. And I love that humility. That was Judy. I can't see anyone. I got it. Oh, Kim. Um, for better or for worse, I feel like something that is distinctive about CWOW is that we all have a voice we each like um or we we all have like we're very opinionated but that the like what i remember from the very beginning is that we all got to say how we wanted seawell to look Mm. and i mean for better for worse we all think that we still get to have a say (laughs) (laughs) me especially but But yeah, that we make up CWOW. We say what we want, whether it, whether we it's helpful or not. <laughs> uh, I think on a pragmatic level, I was thinking that we are... Well, I just think of the email, the community list email, actually. Mm. I think that's unique to our church, that we just... On a, we just don't like to waste things. <laughs> and the idea well, we're of... just like reorganizing yeah. our stuff. <laughs> so we kind of... I think we kind of steal against consumerism a little bit because of that. We just basically want to share what we have and not overdo it in terms of consuming. Exactly. Okay, for 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 those for those on the uh, live feed, Han said that he he confessed that he was a dissenter on the listserv when it first started. <laughs> so charismatic intellectuals, and what I like about that is interested in the mysteries of the Holy Spirit and of God, but concurrently also interested in the intellectual underpinnings and. And that kind of thing, the thought life behind what we believe and what's happening in the world and stuff like that. You guys are really challenging my spelling. (laughs) 
charismatic intellectual. There's, for those online, there is no spell check on a flip chart. So oh, you have I to have grades. Here. See, I knew there was something. <laughs> Iconographer, who knew that I was going to have to write that? So I was going to say the purpose that was one of the things that stuck out to me. The purpose of Church Without Walls Berkeley is to engage diverse you don't have to write this. You could write the purpose. Okay, purpose. You want purpose. <laughs> is to engage diverse, spiritually curious people with the love of Jesus and together become a community that follows Jesus, loving God, neighbor, the Bible, and the world. Okay, you don't want to emphasize anything in particular. Okay. This is very directly in things that we do, but I think it also demonstrates our values very clearly, um, which is that we have weekly both communion and prayer ministry. Um, So a value for, um, I think, tradition, contemplation, uh, liturgy of communion, and then also uh, the kind of more mysticism and um, and prayerfulness of prayer ministry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's there's like liturgy, miss, um, <laughs> that's an M. Uh, no other group right or I've ever been in has. I feel known me so well and given me the opportunity to know other people and God so much. Wow. How do I, how do I write that? Known and, known and be known. Known and be known? Known. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so when I first started coming uh, to CUI, I just felt like um, uh, like I was very well fed uh, spiritually, but also um, just like in a physical sense when I was in college. Um, yeah, just um, people would just like invite me over after church and I would eat amazing food that I had never had before <laughs> and uh, really opened my horizons, but also just like a sense of hospitality that like, hey, you're a college student, you're probably going to eat a TV dinner, and um, why don't you come over for dinner? And so just, yeah, just being well-fed. Yes. Amen. The pork buns. You're a big part of that. I know. That's right. So I think folks have already... Lila. Yes. Okay, hi. Lila, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I think folks have already touched on this, but I did want to add the phrase sharing goods because... When we first came into the church, we received a lot of like, you know, physical gifts Mm -hmm. and um, supports. And over the years, that's just continued. And um, when Gustavo's friend was visiting last week, um, he was just like, I've never seen this anywhere. Like people lend you your car, their car, and then you can just drive it, drive it around. So it connects with some of them, but sharing goods. Thank you. Wujin. Oh. I think I remember this very distinctly on our first Sunday here, but at the end of it, I still didn't know who the pastor was. You know, and it's, it's the, the multiplicity of voices that we hear, kind of what mm-hmm. Kim was saying. But also, I think there's uh, this church relies on volunteers. There's no really set 
there are set roles, but it's rotating with the worship team, with who reads the scripture, who leads communion, and just seeing the diversity of um, faces and voices, I think really uh, it's the spirit of the church. Um, actually, I'm thinking of um, we are a sort of a transient church in a way. I've seen throughout the years so many people come and go, and um, we don't have a building for that reason, too. So we, we are always moving. We've had different places where we congregate. Uh, but, yeah, I, I remember vividly so many people that they're no longer here, but they're sort of part of the church still. Okay, move, uh, I don't, okay. <laughs> uh, just one thing I noticed when I look at a lot of the ideas on the paper already, and then I think tied to one of our previous themes is, I think it's kind of unique that we tend to hold things in tension well and, and not feel like and in a couple of different ways. I mean, you see the nerdy and artistic and then the charismatic and intellectual in, in one respect. But then also the idea of the radical center and being a place where people who really are seeking truth about Jesus um, and wanting to learn but have different life experience and different perspective can come and have that mm-hmm. conversation and debate. And both are welcome um, and not feel like you need to fit a certain... A, a certain really strict definition or denominational following of Christianity or of, of something else in order to belong. Um, and it's a, it's a, I don't know if I'm articulating it well, but it, there isn't a set like DNA of who is someone who belongs at CUL. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty distinct. So from Dana Lundblad on the live stream, we trust the trust of an open mic. It's not that we think nothing will ever go awry when we pass the mic, but we trust that even if things go awry, it's going to be okay. Okay. Just (laughs) trust of an open mic. And I think I wanted to add willingness to step in in times of deep suffering. Um, When Karen Meyer was sick and dying, it wasn't just this church that rallied around the Meyer family, but I distinctly remember newer people in the community who didn't know them as well bringing me dinner and sending me notes um, to express their care. Imagine, if you will, that somebody stood up as a speaker in front of this church and said, I am confident that we as a church and all of us as individuals are doing everything that it's possible to do to follow the gospel and Jesus in the area of fill in the blank. And how many of us would say, no, not true because we cultivate a holy discontent. 
with ourselves and as a church that we could ever say such a thing. And at its worst, that can shade into criticism or self-flagellation. But at its best, it's humility. Right, Ed. Uh, I guess kind of riding on uh, Gustavo's coattails. Um, he was talking about transient community and uh, mentioned how the church doesn't have a building, but that's something that I found super refreshing is that in an actual physical sense, we don't have a building that belongs to us, and I think that clears up a lot of mm, purpose, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if that's like a spoken thing, but I just found that to be refreshing. You guys can audit what I write. (laughs) I'm just trying my best. Oh, Sylvia again. One more thing. Um, I feel like we are responsive to current events, which I really appreciate. Um, so, like, I don't know if I should, yeah, just with tragedies and the impact that it has on us personally or for our communities, and so I'm grateful for our responsiveness. Yeah, our faith is relevant to what's happening in the world. So that it makes me also remember that I'm thankful that we pray, that we call on the name of God um, in hard times. We lament, um, but we also um, praise that, but that we are a prayerful community that covers the continuum of prayer. Our belief that, um, well, our promotion of women in leadership and and belief that representation matters and who we have up front, who we have representing us, that we seek for that to be diverse and representative. But I think having our founding pastor as a woman um, imprinted deeply into our DNA and... Yeah. We have a lot of women leading. Indeed. All right. Maybe one more? Maybe not. All right. Thank you, everyone. Okay. I want to move this here. Yay. All right. I'm going to stand a little bit here to the side, hoping everyone can see this. Um, well, thank you. Um, it's a wonderful list, and um, I love hearing from um, other folks things that I know, but maybe I wouldn't have said or um, said first. So, um, so what I'm going to do next is I'm going to lead us through the first section of the CWOW Identity and Values document. 
And as I do this, um, I want us to consider uh, what we've captured here and how that compares to what's in the document. And of course, I'm only going through the first part of the document, so some things that people said will be addressed later in the document. But to just think about that, and if there's time, we might, if anyone has a reflection on it, we might give you the mic again. Um, but from um, the document, uh, the opening paragraph shares three indispensable elements of our of CWOW's faith journey. Uh, the first is living out our faith in community life. Um, the next is bring justice to the poor and afflicted. And the third is sharing the good news of Christ by engaging in relational ministry with the people around us. And I think for me, as I look at this, I feel like there's internal and external aspects of our church represented in this very short, like, you know, seed. <laughs> um, that internally, in our corporate life, it is marked by community. And externally, our outward life is demonstrated by bringing justice to the poor and afflicted and sharing the good news. Um, now, in addition to these indispensable elements as our foundation, um, this is partly what's in the document, is that we've been shaped by the leadership of two of our lead pastors, or our two lead pastors we've had. Um, and the legacy of their ministry is extensive, and it would take much longer to express that in the document, um, how, who they are and how they influenced us. Uh, but the following are short lists that attempt to express the imprints that each of these pastors left on Church Without Walls. So the first is, um, oh, I wanted to highlight these. Community, justice, relational, ministry. So uh, Pastor Dana was here from 1998 to 2013. Um, and here are five things. Uh, first is a of community, and I think we've—I think that's represented here on the list—that um, we have a value for sharing resources and supporting one another in tangible ways in times of need and across uh, the differences that are within us or among us. Uh, the next is hospitality, which Scott really I think summarized well—that we share meals with one another, old friends, new friends, strangers, and really this continues to be an abiding joy uh, for our community. Even this morning, Bora tried to get some special treat, but to no avail for the, the, prayer, the prayer people. <laughs> uh, but we invite people into our homes, and we model what it is to reach out for the outsider. Next is liturgy and church calendar, which Abby, I think, mentioned here, um, that we are, we are part of the global church, and not only the global church, but the church through the ages. Um, and that's expressed through the community. Like we do communion every week. And I think there's something about the church calendar, too, that marks like the rhythms of faith, of life, and that we're rooted in what's sacred. You know, I think especially as a church that moves around, like, you know, and then you go to a, a church or a cathedral and you feel like that sense of like sacredness. And I think that there's a way that we're. Um, acknowledging that, uh, and it's not just about our own, like what we're coming up with, how God is speaking to us, but that God has is is real, is across the ages. So, 
Next, uh, deep conversations and conflict resolution. We value going beyond surface level conversations to a deeper place of understanding and connection. We work hard at maintaining healthy relationships. And I think, I think what Loretta said also, it's like partly a fruit of, of that uh, value. And then uh, prayer, which Deborah mentioned, um, that, that's both intercessory, uh, prayer ministry, uh, the ways that God and the Holy Spirit work through prayer. Okay, next, uh, Pastor Gary's imprint. So that was 2015 to 2022. Um, the first end uh, is Radical Center, and Jason mentioned that. That, And I think there's different things, actually, that folks mentioned that um, also are a nod to that value, um, that our community is centered on Jesus and following Jesus. And we recognize that we hold different views on issues, such as human sexuality, but we live in the tension of differences for the sake of following Jesus together. Next, uh, modes of justice. Justice is a deeply biblical value and God's highest priority. Um, Justice can be incarnational, like neighborhood ministry and vocational, and also vocational through our work. Um, And I think during Pastor uh, Gary's time, we had um, a series on race, and we also have done, and this is coming up, but things around environmental justice as well. economic discipleship, and money. And actually, this was even before Pastor <laughs> Gary became our pastor. Um, he shared with us um, his curriculum around economic discipleship. And that cares a lot about how we use our money. And as wealthy Christians, we have a mandate to live justly and share our resources, especially with the global poor. And we're called to live simply and generously. And then last but not least, uh, environmental justice stewards of our planet, and we are called to express God's love for creation by partnering in creation care. Okay, I feel like we're maybe running a little bit short on time. Any thoughts about, given the indispensable elements, these two lists of imprints, of course they are not comprehensive, and how they match with our list that we just came up with? Anyone? Oh, sorry. All right, I sprung that one on you. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, you know, in the coming weeks, and like I said, as we go through the document, I think there'll be more reflections. But, um, But, yeah, I think definitely, like, we've all had different experiences in this church. How has our lived experience um reflected in this document, I think, is, like, the main thing we want to be thinking about. Okay, so um, I'm going to wrap us up, but I want to first thank you for your participation, um, things that were spoken and maybe unspoken, and as we meet in life groups this week and the following three weeks we have here and, you know, beyond, this doesn't have to be only a four-week topic, it won't, uh, there will be more opportunities to engage Uh, the document, as well as one another uh, in this transition. So two things. Um, I just want to remind us of these three truths, that CWOW is a living organism. Uh, 
This church has a past, present, and future. Um, that we are Church Without Walls. Our church is embodied among us, through us, and especially uh, through our differences. And the third is that Siwao is rooted in God's promise and that God is present to us in this time, that God continues to lead us in this transition and into the future. Um, so I hope that these speak some hopeful anticipation to our hearts and minds as we move forward. And I think I'd like to close. The second is just closing together in prayer. I want to invite us to just be praying um, thanksgiving to God, his hand on this church over these years, the ways that we've been touched by, um, I don't know, where he's revealed himself to us uh, through Church Without Walls. And, um, and for these distinctives. Um, so I'll open us and then close us in a bit and then I'll invite the worship team to come back and lead us. So let's pray.